welcome to episode number two of season two. Season 2, Episode 2. Um, hope you are doing exceptionally well in your current position, Sister Sony. Um, yeah, obviously things are tough for everyone at the moment, so I'll start the podcast off with a little bit of a somber note. Um, sadly, um, as we all know, Jolly's uh, mum, Regina, passed away on Monday night, and we are very sorry for the loss, Glenn, if you're listening. Um, yeah, obviously... Yeah, we're really sorry for you, mate, and, and can't think of what you're going through and the boys are going through at the moment. And if you do need anything, we're, we're here. I'm not sure what we can offer, but um, if there is anything you can do, hopefully you can yeah, sing out and you're in a position where you want to talk to people and, and hopefully we can get your mind off um, the stuff that you're dealing with at the moment. Um, yeah, so a bit of a somber note as well. Stacey's grandma passed away last night as well, so that's been a um, kind of a not a great thing obviously but a little bit of a blessing she wasn't in a good way um in the end so yeah a little bit of bad news to start the week but hopefully um the next 20 minutes or 25 minutes or so of this random fireside podcast that's happening in my study tonight will um, bring some light to a couple of guys that are going through a bit of a shit time um last week so my beautiful co-host my wife stacy reed um, did an amazing job, um, but a few people listened that I didn't expect to listen. Um, one of them, Mr. Adam Webster, who noted that he didn't make the list of um, Brentwood legends, so I do apologise to him officially. Um, I haven't been stripped of my best manship yet, yet, but um, the jury's still out. So whether you are definitely in the uh, top top one or two there of people to put on the white and green. I think we we were white and green, now we're white and black. So yeah, you're definitely there, mate. Um, yeah, so anyway, just what's been happening with me the last couple of days. So obviously I'm still down to four days a week at work, um, but still working the five days, just trying to do what we can to keep the business ticking along. And, and a few of us are doing the same thing. Um, work-wise, it's still still flat out. Like I can't see customers at the moment. Um, obviously more of a moral and also um, doing the right thing. Um, so yeah, but still flat out like, yeah, it's just been interesting, like with the kids doing homeschooling, I'm working from home, Stacey's working from home, that's been a pretty big challenge the last few days, um, balancing that and working out rosters and when we've got meetings and um, she's got kids meetings and Hudson's got meetings and Pippa's obviously five and still wants attention and she's getting involved with a few things, but yeah, been, today was probably the best day we've had out of the, the three so far, so it's definitely in the top three. Um, what else have I been doing? So went for, did about 100Ks worth of bike riding last week, um, which has been really good. Um, so averaging about 30Ks a ride um, at the moment. So the body's feeling pretty good. I'm bloody knackered at night time when I go for a ride and, and always hungry. But um, I guess that's all, all tracking along nicely. Um, I'll touch a little bit more on that later on with some of the questions that I've been asked to um, elaborate on um, without giving away too much just yet. But that'll be covered off from that um yeah obviously a lot of family time with still being trying to do the isolation stuff outside of working from home and um 
seeing customers and I'm going into work every Tuesday. Um, yeah, and we had a few Zoom parties, um, which has been good. There's been a, had a little bit of a, a debacle on Sunday night. We're having beers for Dwayne's birthday on Zoom and then um, had myself a beautiful um, brown ale from Bad Shepherd in Cheltenham and sitting on the couch and filled up my second drink for the night and things are going well. And, and the bad thing with these big couches that we've got, they don't have anywhere to put your drink. And um, there's a joke made and I laughed and didn't have my drink in the best spot and tipped it over and it's a cream couch and this hazelnut brown ale has drank the sorry the couch has drank this hazelnut, hazelnut brown ale and has left the most feral stain on a um, pretty expensive couch so good job to me um i'll send through a picture of that as well because it's um yeah it's not flash anyway i didn't get grounded so all is good um so this week i've um obviously self-isolating like everyone else we can't do can't do face-to-face -face interviews so it's just me talking to a microphone which if um if I get over the ten or I'll, I'll put the over under of fifteen for ums. So if you hear more than fifteen ums in this podcast, um there you go. There's one. Yeah, tweet at me. Uh, so the week's challenge I've sent through probably to ten or ten or so guys, just to a few randoms, a few new people that you might be nice to um hear from Joe. Um about just send me a question. Um keeping it clean of course question or something that I can talk about for a minute without having to Google. Um, so obviously everyone knows what my main passion in life, apart from family and friends is, is, is mainly basketball. Um, so the first um, six or seven questions I've got to go through are all related to, to basketball, which has um, been interesting. And then um, I'll cover off on that. And then obviously there's a few funny ones down the, down the bottom there, which I'll get to. So I'll cut the first intro off there. Um, again, I hope everyone's doing well. Um, yeah, I'll kick the ball off, but it might be a little bit bland because it's a, it's a one-man podcast and obviously it can be a tad bit boring, but I'll um, try to keep it funky and fresh. Welcome back. Um, so I've just spent the last 10 minutes doing section two of the um, podcast and for some reason lost all the audio. So that is incredibly disappointing. Uh, it was 10 minutes of, I wouldn't say gold, but um, yeah, it was 10 minutes of content that wasn't too wasn't too bad. Hopefully I retrieve it. If not, this is a, um, a, a mulligan or a redo of, of that. Um, I'm not using the microphone that I brought for specifically for this podcast because I think that might be one of the reasons why I've cocked the audio up there so yeah I'm a little bit pissed off but anyway we'll, we'll soldier on I might be able to do a better job of um yeah the recaps or the uh questions so I had a lot of questions around basketball which I mentioned earlier I hope um I two first two questions from Cookie and from Moose um were both around the Michael Jordan doco which um aired on Monday night on Netflix so I think that's an eight-part series uh, we watched the first two on over Monday and Tuesday night, and that was yeah awesome fun. It's brought back a lot of um good memories of um the old you know learning to fly and and stuff like that. Um DVD not DVDs VHSs or tapes that we used to have as kids. Um, you know that had the whole um the whole Jordan collection. Rare Air, I think not Rare Rare Air was a book. Sorry. Um. Anyway, so there's yeah that was a lot of fun watching that. Um. No major hot takes yet. Um. With that, obviously a few people within the Bulls organization don't come off too good, which, you know, the general manager, Jerry Krause comes off as a prick, but um, I believe, you know, as a general manager, most of the time the direction set by the owner. Um, so I think he's coming off a little bit rosier than, um, 
than what he may have been at the time. But um, yeah, still nice to to watch the old footage and and you know watching Luke Longley and Rodman and Steve Kerr and and even the older bulls like you know Orlando Woodridge and stuff like that run around. It was pretty cool to to see that and Charles Oakley. You know, people forget that he played for the Bulls. He was part of a big trade for Bill Cartwright, but people still forget he was one of Jordan's first, um, you know, first friends in the NBA. Um, yes, yeah, so I've been enjoying that. Apparently, it, the best is yet to come. Um, Jordan doesn't come off as a as a um, as the most likable person down the track, which is not surprising given he's a um, perfectionist and you've got a, probably the largest ego that you'd ever seen seen in the NBA. Um, I was going to say at that time, but maybe maybe ever. Um, obviously, Kobe Bryant models himself or modelled himself off um, what Jordan, how he held himself, and and all that type of stuff. So it's um, yeah, it mightn't come off great, but again, that makes for interesting viewing. And and obviously, knowing the ending or most of the ending, I don't think we're going to be majorly, majorly surprised on um, how it ends up. But yeah, it's going to be an interesting, interesting journey. And I like the way that how they're drip feeding it out over a few weeks, you know, being in quarantine. So it's kind of like having a, a sporting event to talk about. Um, yeah, and something to look forward to on a, a, the start of the week and punch a few out, so to speak. And yeah, something to, you know, it's amazing how many people reached out and said, have you watched it? And, and most people are, are, raving about, um, are raving about it and, you know, the memories it brings back and, and how elite he was. And um, yeah, kind of an interesting, an interesting thing to watch. So Thank you to Moose and Cookie for that related question. So Cookie's question was a Margaret and David type of review of the Jordan Docker, and then uh, Moose's uh, section was yeah gives a review of the um, Bulls ninety eight Bulls after Monday. So thank you for that, gentlemen. So the next one was um, Jolly. So NBL unfortunately got all the way sorry fortunately got all the way through the season prior to COVID nineteen. What's next for Australian basketball? Further expansion or capitalize and build on the current format? Um. So I went on a little bit of rant with that in the in the section that just didn't get recorded, sadly. Um, so I'll try to keep this one a little bit brief. But I think the NBL's in a little bit of trouble. I reckon they handled the um, the end of the season in a decent way, but I don't think they were in a lose lose position. So for those that don't know, the Perth Wildcats won the NBL championship against the Sydney Kings. They played the last two or three games in front of um, no fans because um, they wanted to get a result, I assume, of a best-of-five series, and then they pulled the pin and awarded the Wildcats with a championship. Um, still doesn't sit 100% right. Um, I haven't listened to a lot of what I saw Bogut did a press conference a couple of days later, but I'm assuming he's you know he's not a big fan of the result and, and throwing the toys out of the cot like he would, like he would naturally. Um, I think they're in a bit of trouble, the NBL, to be honest. There's a, a few... Um, They've asked the players to take a pay cut. There's a lot of uncertainty about when the season will start. There's a lot of um, the ownership of, of the clubs. Obviously, they're all, you know, like it, you know, they're not immune to what's going on um, from a business perspective like everyone else. Um, so I think that's going to be the scariest thing that, that they don't, the guys that own the teams, their you know, other business interests that might help prop up um, the NBL teams, which aren't, I, assume, I would assume they're not that profitable yet. Um, I think if the other parts of the business ownerships that are struggling, whatever segment that they play in, um, it could be it could have a, a cascading effect to you know player salaries, you know marketing. Um, if you can't have players, sorry fans watching the games later in the year, there's going to be huge um, ramifications for the wallet of the NBL. Um, they came off a pretty good year, a pretty good season last season, having uh, Lamelo Ball, 
RJ Hampton into the league. Uh, there were two guys out of the States that chose not to go to college. One played for New Zealand, the other one played for Illawarra. Um, they're both top 10, um, or when they came out, they were both top 10 or top 15 NBA um, lottery talent. Um, as it stands now, LaMelo Ball might you know might go in the top, either the top pick or top five picks, uh, depending on what draft guide you read. Um, RJ Hampton will probably still be a lottery pick by the sounds of it, um, maybe the back end of the lottery. I actually got to watch him live um, just down the road at... Um, the State Netball, State Netball, State Basketball Centre on High Street um, against the Phoenix um, a couple of months ago. Uh, he was pretty good. He's still pretty, obviously, at 18 or 19 or whatever age he is, he's still bloody raw, but um, reminded me of Dante Exum, who is obviously a good Australian basketball, but he's not a great um, NBA player. But if you picked him up in the late lottery, um, I think that's a decent, um, a, de- a decent outcome and also a lot of upside as far as potential goes. But... Again, I could be proven wrong. I don't scout for a living. I'd love to, but I don't scout for a living. So, um, but yeah, he reminded me a lot of Dante Exum, which, you know, the jury's still not out with him, but he was a top four pick. Um, Cecil Exum's son, for those who have got a long memory, NBL memory. Um, yeah, so we'll see how we go. I think the NBL could be in it for a bit of a, another sh- a, bit of a shit year coming up um, after a couple of really strong, strong seasons. So they could have, um, I think it might just be the one step back uh, for this year. Um, they had another couple of players, another player who was interested in coming out from the States and doing a year in the NBL. Um, unfortunately, obviously, they can't commit to, um, you know, when when the season will start, if they, the kid can come out and play. So he had to choose to go down another path. So, yeah, I think um, I'm enjoying their current format. I think the time of the season works well. Um, I think I'm di- kind of disappointed for Australian basketball in, in general with the Olympics not happening. That's... Um, it's kind of, it's a little bit sad because I think we <coughs> excuse me um I think the, we could have um come pretty close to snagging a, a medal that long-awaited men's medal so we'll see how we go um anyway that's the NBL the NBL talk the the last one uh, basketball related was from Mr Pipe. Um, social basketball stadium pros and cons. So, I would have to say, still the biggest con is the ten fifteen games. They still kill me, even though I don't have to get up at you know four o'clock in the morning and start work like I did back when I was eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. The ten fifteen games kill you because you don't get to sleep until one or two in the morning. You, you know, you're shitty the next day because you're tired, and then also you know as you get older, you. Body, I pull up shit the next day walking down the stairs and even though I'm not a um, a fast player or I'm not you know a massively physical player it um yeah the body still cops are hiding just from the running up and down the floor um, a lot more pros though so I still love catching up with the guys we play with every week that's still a good fun still a good amount of fun um, you know still occasionally have glimpses of what you know what you were like as a kid you might you know hit a shot you might you know make a good play. Um, those moments are still still pretty special when when they seldomly come along. Um, yeah, but I still I still really enjoy it. I still enjoy having that guaranteed run. Like I don't actually run at, at all at the moment, so it's good to have a run up and in the court. I swept me little bald head off every time I go out and play. So still enjoy it. Still, um, yeah, still look forward to playing every week and and plan my you know work weeks around making sure I'm available for for the you know section 57 game on a Thursday night so still enjoy it still um, get cheated with myself when I miss a layup or miss a three-pointer or, or make a stupid pass that you you know you should have 
thought about differently or done differently. It's um, yeah, it still gets the juices going. Um, still good to be competitive, and I still enjoy that element as well. So thanks to everyone for the oh, thanks to Jolly Pipe and Moose and Cookie for the basketball related questions. Um, the next segment will be around non-basketball-related questions and a couple of guests that pop in there that you might not have heard from for a little while. Peace out. E-Town. Yes, and welcome back, sports fans. Or you cool cats and kittens. So I just stumbled across a cool little feature there, I think, on the Anchor app that you can invite friends to potentially do an um, interview with. So I might be using that so you don't have to listen to the boring, dulcet, nasally tones of, of me spitting out lyrics um on a wednesday evening so yes i might get into that over the next couple weeks and invite guests and do it through that format which would be something a little bit different that's what all the other podcasters are doing um i just put myself into that league that's very funny um so yes a lot of them are using zoom and and stuff like that so but they've also got audio equipment and and do that for a job so we'll see how we go i might give that a little bit of a trial and and maybe just um get a few little special guests in um, over the over the next couple of weeks as you're still in the hospital. All right, so the non-basketball related questions. We had a, um, a question from an avid listener, Mr. Mark Riddington asked, he actually gave me a couple. Um, and I, again, I said, keep it clean. The second one, he's kept the question clean, but anyway, I'll, I'll explain that a little bit further later on. Um, so he's asked, what does a TR of 90 get you? And I can not really answer that, um, but I can if you put our two TRs together, we just get there. So... Um, between us, we've got two wives and four kids. I think that's a pretty good result. Um, he's got a couple of horses or another horse, which is a bit of fun. A lot of dogs. Um, I'm not sure what 90 gets you compared to, to 45 nowadays, but yeah, I think the, uh, the trajectory of our lives, you know, I wouldn't change. I'd probably change a few things from a school point of view, from a, um, putting a bit more effort in, but again, the end result, um, I guess from where I am from a, uh, work point of view i'm pretty happy where i am now and um obviously enjoy the challenge and, and get remunerated um you know decently um i can't complain in that front obviously mark you've got um some incredible experience over the last you know what is it now nearly 20 years of being out of the out of school so i think i know i wouldn't change anything um to be honest even if we double the enter I'd, you know i don't know what i'd do um anyway i wouldn't change, wouldn't change it. So I'm very happy with the, the four kids and two wives we've chosen. <laughs> Can we choose our kids? I don't know. Anyway, so that's, yeah, that's a quick answer there. Uh, Paul Cook asks, give us, this is your life uh, version of Barry, the um, the beautiful man with the massive, um, massive cock on him from that massive meme. Um, that has given me, <laughs> given me so many chuckles and giggles and kept me in touch with a few people that I haven't spoken to for a little while on um on facebook and stuff like that because it just when they came through they were thick and fast um the the favorite one of mine um just from a pure creativity point of view there's a like a jet skiing um not jet skiing sorry like a um i can't think of what we have someone on the end of a boat and they're um off a rope uh slalom slalom i don't know anyway (laughs) i can't think of the word it'll come to me um at 12 o'clock tonight but um, where he's in like the top of a pyramid of people on skis on the back of a boat, and it's just you know someone just holding on to his cock as if it's a um, a handle off a <laughs> off the rope, and it's just anyway. There's been some great ones, been some very creative ones. I think that's um as far as gimmicks go, you'd love to get into that for um like for uh, hens parties and stuff like that. Just creating 
Barry um, type memorabilia, but like any meme, I don't know how long that's gonna gonna last for. But I don't know. I'd, um, if that's a little side business, you you know you have the the cocktail straws that were probably the best when you get them made and all that type of stuff. But anyway, I'm not sure. Don't know enough about him. Um, just know his name and he's he's you know got a dick bigger than my right arm. So good luck to him. Hopefully, yes, gets, gets to use it for good and not evil. Next question from Rido. So he asked for a, re- a review of a video he sent um, to our WhatsApp group, whereas this guy was had a massive like Adam Fitch type size ball bag just laying on the laying on the ground like a yoga mat or something like this, um, and a chick comes in and G string and just starts absolutely kicking the guts out of his nuts, um, slapping him, hitting him. I don't know. I don't know. I ended up watching to the end. It went for like a minute. I don't know why I watched to the end. I didn't know what I was gonna if there was gonna be like a, a happy ending, so to speak. Um, I don't know. I can't really review that. Um, it's kind of depressing for me that people <laughs> a that people like that, and b that there's you know there's someone out there that fulfill that need for someone. So, I mean, good on to you know, those two for giving it a go, but it's not really my cup of tea. I like my um I like my agates nice and safe, which leads into the next one, Daniel Malloy asks talk about lycra and cycling cycling so yeah agates is a very good segue because i've obviously got into the the bike riding the last two or three years and enjoying that and starting to build up to a hopeful um around the bay in the day event later this year so i'm not quite sure whether i'm going to do the 100 the 150 this year the ultimate goal is to do the 210 um down the track which i might try to aim for my 40th um as a bit of a a bit of a um, end goal but yeah so at the moment doing i can do 50 to 60 k's um moderately comfortably um so i'm thinking the 100 would be a pretty good first first crack but um in speaking with a few people that cycle um if i'm doing the amount of kilometers that i'm doing at the moment you're probably not going to be a major major stretch in doing 100 so i'm thinking i might try to really push myself and do the 150 um but again i don't want to do it to the point where i you know wreck myself and i'm not you know not enjoying it or um end up losing the the passion that i've currently got for it so as far as lycra goes i've kind of started to make it to the um just bike short stage i used to always have the uh, modesty shorts covering the uh the little uh twig and giggle berries um which aren't much to look at anyway but i still tried to cover them up um just you know it's handy having some pockets there as well putting um shorts over the top but because it's a little bit dark and you can't you know you're not stopping for a coffee anymore so i've been um been riding without it and you know just getting a lot more arrow as they say um i'm enjoying it it's a good way to keep um for me to keep active uh you know consume a couple of podcasts while you're out riding um trying to you know back in the normal life ride to work at least once or twice a week um yeah so all that type of stuff i i enjoy that it gives me a bit of time to clear the head um pump some tunes on keep your fitness going um, but the other thing is I'm, yeah, I'm always hungry and, and <laughs> when I'm the days that I'm riding, so I'm always hungry and always tired. So anyway, getting old, but I tried actually just on that. So I tried my, um, you know, the gels that riders eat when they're, you know, traveling along, I tried my first one today, which was actually bloody nice. So see how we go with that. So I got to start learning how to, um, as you start doing a few longer rides, you've got to start working out how your body will, um, digest certain foods as you, as you, um, elaborate on your kilometers so thank you there danny malloy i'll um hopefully painted a beautiful mental picture of my um you know my short stuff and twins sitting there in nice little black bike shorts um tillo was the next one who pumped in a question thank you again peter tillotson 
Talk about why nailing it, nailing it is a good thing, but screwed it up is bad. When if anything, screws are much better fixing than fixings than nails. So that was a very interesting question. I asked I asked all the boys to give me a topic to talk about on the Monday morning, and literally, I was listening to Triple J and heard them talking about this exact topic. Um, it's interesting. I would look at it when someone says screwed it up. My always my view of that is you're writing something. You're not actually screwing as in, you know, a screwdriver into a, a screw into a bit of timber or metal or whatever. Um, so my view is if you screwed it up, like literally you've done something, shit works, so you just screw it up. That's the way I looked at it. So my my view on that that line is, is totally different. So um, nailing it is definitely a good thing. When you talk about you nailing something, it's... Um, yeah, often not getting hit in the testicles with you know high, high heels, but it's a it's generally a good thing. Um, screwing it up again, it's yeah, I, I agree. Screws are a much better fixing. So yeah, I honestly don't know. I'm in, I can't really give a good um good feedback on that. So another uh, question we had was from a former Brentwoodian, Mister Steph, Mister. <laughs> I used to having too many male guests on the podcast, Miss Steph Crocus. So she said, the Mighty Bombers, can you throw it back to 93 or do a who wore it better on the number five? And her view was obviously clearly Brent Stanton wore it better. Um, 93 for me was the um, bandwagon jumping onto the Bombers, the baby Bombers at the time. Um, that was probably the first, honestly, the first season I started going for Essendon from memory. Um, we had a great team. Like it was just so good. Like all Wanganeen and Hurd and, and, and all those dudes. It was an epic year to jump on the bandwagon and, and I haven't really regretted it. Well, the 2000s haven't been flash, but um, you know, the 2000 season was amazing. 2001 was still amazing, even though we lost to, to Brisbane, but um, the 93 one would always, will always hold a special, special place in my heart. Cause it was just, just epic. Just the way, um, you know, how young the team was, how, you know, Mark Thompson was leading the boys and I just loved it. So on the who wore it better part, um, yeah, it's a real tough one. I, you know, Stanton wore it a lot longer than, well, not longer, but he was um, thereabouts with the James Heard. Oh, when you think of the top legends in, in Bombers history, it has to, it goes, you know, Stanton, Heard, Heard, Stanton, depending on who you talk to. So yeah, it's a tough one. So again, Heard's probably had the biggest impact on the club, both um, negatively and positively over the last um, three decades. Yeah, three decades. He's, um he, was amazing for us and on on the field and obviously was involved with the drug saga um that yeah again he he's gone through some shit times in, in trying to come back to back to term and terms and back to the world and all right so i got a little bit of a um frog in my throat at the very end there but obviously clearly it's um james hurt james hurt all the way um yeah, he obviously went through a lot of shit with the drug saga. Um, you can have your opinion on his involvement and ownership of that. Um, that absolutely disastrous time that the club went through and probably put the club back, similar to Carlton, I guess, probably five to ten years and where they could be. Um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting time for the Bombers moving forward. Um, I'm still, yeah, still, even just watching the one game we played against Fremantle, it's still something about watching football doesn't change um my interest in football's probably waned a lot um over the last few years i think the drug saga had a lot to do with that to be honest with with not having a team to really go for um 
you know, in the back end of one season, we were playing for premiership points and the season before that we made the finals and they, you know, took it away from us. And um, obviously, yeah, the, the saga just hanging over the head. I honestly lost a lot of interest in, in football um, from where I was 10 years ago. I was obsessed with super coach, footy tipping, could name every player, listen to SEN, you know, from six o'clock till 10 o'clock at night. And um, whereas now I couldn't, I'd be lucky to name bloody 10 players, 15 players in each team. So just, yeah, the interest isn't there, but again, watching your own team play, um, as I mentioned, playing against Fremantle round one, um, that was a closer game than what it probably should have been, but, you know, still get you off the couch and in a way that, you know, obviously the basketball team I go for at the moment as well, aren't traveling too well. So it's hard to get passionate about that. So, um, yeah, it was an interesting, yeah, it's interesting footy. It's still that tribal, um, yeah, mateship and, and following that you just yeah, you can't replicate. And I guess, again, you, once you pick your team, you've got to stick with it. And, and through thick and thin, risking head and skin, ironically, the team I left. Um, okay, so that's the end of the podcast. I just wanted to um, normally give a musical um, update there, um, which I gave last week. For those that didn't listen to last week's one, was Lanx, a song called Rebound. And um, what was the other one? Uh, Halsey not Halsey Stormzy sorry um, another song called Lessons um, we're actually watching as far as what we're watching at the moment we're actually going through a Josh Lawson Josh Lawson Josh Thomas phase at the moment so we watched um, he's got a new show or an old show called Please Like Me we're watching the first season of that um, ironically if if anyone's listening to this podcast still and, and thank you congratulations for putting putting up with my voice for the last 25 odd minutes have a guess how tall you think Josh Thomas is. Um, if you Google it, I think you'll be shocked. Anyway, I'll leave on that note. I hope everyone's doing well. Joe, um, obviously, you can't talk right now. You, um, you know, with what you're going through, um, we're still here. We're still, yeah, happy to text, tweet, um, Snapchat. I think we just put a, um, a Just Dance video on for you. Um, we're safe and the kids and I just did Old Town Road um, Hudson steals the show of course Pippa cracks the shits about a minute in because Hudson's taken the spotlight I um, hope you enjoy that viewing um, if anyone's got any ideas for what we can do for the next episode um, please send it through if anyone's got some someone we should interview sing out um, I hope everyone's doing well um, again we started the podcast off with a bit of a somber note with um, Regina passing away Jolly so our thoughts again with you and and your dad and your brother and, and the extended family. Um, and we hope you, you're holding up all right over the next couple of weeks. We'll speak to everyone soon. Toodles.